Hello there. Welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing program services and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the County Conversation, we're going to talk with Dawn Hyman. She is Community Capacity Builder with the Department of Neighborhood and Community Services, and she's here to give us the ins and outs of giving food in Fairfax County. Sounds Pretty simple, but it's kind of a pretty complicated subject and a lot of uh, a lot of inner workings there. So we're looking forward to to getting into that. Now, through her work as a community capacity builder, she collaborates with county agencies and other organizations to strategically increase the capacity of county nonprofits to meet existing and emerging human services needs and achieve equitable outcomes for individuals, families, and communities across the county. As part of those efforts, she works with the county's Food Providers Network, which is a collection of nonprofits, community, and faith-based organizations who network, collaborate, and share information on best practices for food collection and distribution, food insecurity, and nutrition. So, Don, I said the opening topic sounded pretty simple, but the more I get into it, it really sounds like there's a lot of moving pieces here. Yes, there is, Jim, and thank you so much for having me here today. Absolutely. Glad to have you and looking forward to diving into this topic, which I think is a timely one as we are entering the the holiday season when a lot of folks uh, start thinking more about uh, giving, but also that also highlights the the maybe ever present, but we just think there is an increasing need for for food by some during the holiday period. Is that an accurate statement to that, say that the need, the that need is, is very, always there? That is a very yeah. accurate statement that the need is always there. And because it is the first week of November, I guess it's okay to say we're in the midst of yeah. the holiday season. I, re- I was at Starbucks last Friday, and it was 6.30 in the morning, and Jingle Bell Rock came on oh, no. No. over the speakers, and I had to look at people and just kind of look at them and say, Are you hearing the same thing I'm hearing? <laughs> I'm hearing Christmas. It's only November 2nd. And right, right. So it's just a kind of a reminder, like, hey, we are you yeah. know, in the midst of the holiday yeah. season. Yeah. We're this this kind of broad topic we're talking about today, and I'm not even really sure where to start when we're talking about giving food and all the the different things. You know, we mentioned the food providers network and the the nonprofits, the community, the faith based organizations. Uh, you know, food collection distribution. Kind of help me a little bit. Kind of where should we start with this conversation? So the important thing is to uh, first acknowledge the fact that we have such a generous and giving community here in Fairfax County. We have historically have had uh, great success and support from the community when it comes to making donations to our local food pantries. Um, I feel privileged and honored to live in a community as Fairfax County where there are so many generous and thoughtful people. But how do we look at giving differently? How can we look at our donations a little bit more intentionally? And when I say intentionally, I mean through a lens of equity. And that lens of equity speaks to our One Fairfax policy, which was adopted by the Board of Supervisors and the Fairfax County School Board last fall. Mm-hmm. And really looking at how do we look at our work differently to create equitable outcomes for residents, individuals, and families and communities in Fairfax County. And 
through that lens, I am currently working with various stakeholders and partners to examine our food system to see how we can uh, look at that in more intentionally in terms of food collection, food distribution, service delivery, so that there mm. are more equitable outcomes for individuals and families that come through those pantries to seek food. Gotcha. Um, any kind of setup here, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't know if you know any facts, figures, statistics, or anything like that on the top of your head. But when we're talking about you know food delivery system, you know food pantries, you know the the delivery systems of these foods, you know the the, the residents coming in to get you know from physical locations. I mean, talk to me a little bit about numbers. Can we kind of put it into perspective a little bit for folks listening right now? So honestly, it's been some time since we've actually collected numbers in terms of our food insecurity uh, data. Um, I know that through my colleagues, uh, through the demographics unit, did a report, I believe in 2011, uh, around food insecurity in Fairfax County. We also put together a brochure kind of outlining some food statistics um, but I believe that was kind of 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So I apologize. We haven't really updated mm-hmm. um, our numbers. But I will say just overall, the need is great. Mm-hmm. And as you know, we are embarking on a shift in demographics in terms of more people coming into Fairfax County. So that's definitely going to have an impact on the people coming into right. our food pantries. Um, nonprofits are already seeing kind of an influx of of immigrants and refugees and and just Fairfax County residents. Fairfax to, residents in need, yeah. Exactly, just coming through those pantries. Um, so while to you get may food. not while you may not be able to give me an X Y Z, you're seeing this on a daily basis since you're in touch with the nonprofits, the faith based communities, those kind of folks that are operating these food pantries and those kind of things that are seeing this demand. Exactly, we meet at least I would say three or four times a year, and part of our discussions within our food provider network meetings is the need mm. that's coming through our, our, the doors of our pantries. Okay. You mentioned a term that I want to make sure I understand, food insecurity. What, what does that mean when you say that? Food insecurity, uh, the <laughs> definition, uh, people who um, don't have <clears throat> access to, uh, to food, um, people that are... Um, dealing with uh, a level of um, dealing with an, an inability to access food. Um, Is it because of, of a money need, a physical need? I mean, what are we? So talk- there, there's. I mean, there's so many intersections, Jim, in terms okay. of what impacts people's ability not to be able to access food or okay. have. Uh, food available to them. So it could be economic. It could be that a lot of our residents here in Fairfax County are cost burdened. They're spending 30% of their income just to pay rent. Hmm. Um, Also, some of that income is going towards transportation. Hmm. So when you're looking in terms of how much money is left over for me to feed myself or feed my family, there's not a lot left over mm-hmm. if I'm spending that much of my income towards gotcha. housing and transportation. Okay. So an easy way for, for me, a layperson, you're not, not in the business or the trade or whatever, really kind of understand when somebody says food insecurity, it's just, I mean, I'm going to simplify it. I'm going to really dummy it down for me. It's 
the inability to put food on your family's table. Is that a pretty accurate way to say it? I, w- I would I would say that. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So now now I kind of understand that that part of it. And that's a growing need. It's a huge need. Growing need will continue to grow, but especially grows during the holidays. But is that because I, I know there's a need there, but is are we more aware of that need because it's the holiday and it's the air quote gift giving season and people become so wanting to be charitable that it it brings attention and it, it's just like this circle that kind of goes round and round? Absolutely, Jim. I think, if I can be frank, I think that we as a society are very conditioned that between November and December is our kind of more charitable, uh, right. gift-giving. Right. We're thinking more about other people. We're trying to spread goodwill. Get We're my year-end tax donations. Get my year-end <laughs> tax donations, exactly. But the truth of the matter is that people are in need all year round, right. you know, 12 months of the year, 365 days, 52 weeks. And so with food, um, we really want donors to think a little bit more intentionally in terms of not just November and December and not just after the holidays. Because we've seen trends where uh, our local food pantries don't have food on their shelves after the holidays. Mm. And through partnerships with our local uh, grocery stores and nonprofits and the county, we have addressed you know that need. But now there's a trend in where we're seeing uh, food pantries, their inventory is extremely low in the summertime. Hmm. And so how how do we address that mm-hmm. as well? And so we, when I say we, I mean collectively, those same nonprofits, uh, grocery stores, and the county are looking at ways to explore how can we fulfill that need right. during the summertime as right. well. But I think my main premise is for donors to really understand that people need food every day. It's a basic need. Mm-hmm. And so people are not just, you know, I know that people are thankful for that turkey, for that, you know, can of cranberry sauce and stuffing. But what happens after that? What happens in January? What mm-hmm. happens in March and April? What happens then? And so how how do we extend that giving throughout the entire right. year right. and not just kind of just, you know, during that November, mm-hmm. December mm-hmm. season. Is this where this food providers network that we touched on earlier, is that is that part of the, the answer? I mean, uh, and, and I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, a food uh, donation, a food pantry, maybe running low on food and another one, you know, in another part of the county may have great supply or is there coordination among these agencies? And, uh, absolutely, Jim. Okay. We do work uh, to... Uh, to make sure that there is collaboration, coordination between mm-hmm. those uh, organizations. Uh, we also are trying to make sure that we're not uh, duplicating services mm-hmm. as That's well. Point, yeah. And uh, we're also trying to be mindful because, there, again, there are so many generous people out there who want to give. And so sometimes that prompts them to want to start their own nonprofit mm-hmm. of doing the same type of work that's already happening. So how do we get people, before you start to develop, hey, I want to do this nonprofit, I want to do this great thing, I want to give back, how can we kind of look at what's already out there, what's already happening, and kind of funnel those efforts together so we can expand that impact even greater mm-hmm. instead of doing kind of these little silo, one-off yeah. projects yeah. and having a smaller impact. Right. 
We're on the county conversation, and we're talking with Don Hyman, a very timely uh, topic and subject as we're uh, entering the holiday season and the uh, ever-present need for uh, food pantries and food banks to uh, have enough supply for, for those in need, not just during the holidays. We introduced Dawn at the beginning of the show as Community Capacity Builder, and I'm going to give her a chance to tell me what that means. That's a, that's a, uh, a neat-sounding title, but as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's like, wow, that's, uh, that's really a lot. It is a lot, Jim. And my role really is to increase the capacity of our nonprofit partners so that they can effectively serve uh, individuals, families, and communities in Fairfax County. And that can be done in a myriad of ways. For example, the Food Providers Network, I kind of am the wizard behind the curtain, if you will, in terms of getting those meetings planned and working with our co-conveners to identify speakers to talk about topics that are relevant and important to those that provide food. And uh, I also work with our consolidated community funding pool. Mm. Uh, I also do data visualization. I'm also involved in nonprofit space planning uh, to make sure that nonprofits are allocated space in a more fair and equitable way. Um, And so, again, and and there are some other things that I do to provide technical assistance to build that capacity of a nonprofit so that they can do Um, so they can complete their mission in serving residents and families in Fairfax County. Part of our job here on the County Conversation is actually get to know the Fairfax County government employee a little bit bit more. You work with the Department of Neighborhood and Community Services. How did you get into not only Neighborhood and Community Services, but this this fascinating job you're doing now, this building capacity within the community to kind of help nonprofits and and help the community in need? My experience kind of is very... uh, diverse, Mm -hmm. if you will. I have worked with various nonprofits. I have worked with the private sector. I have a background in marketing and mass communications. I also have an interior design degree. And I also have a a master's in public administration, public policy as well. And I think through the years, I realized that the work that I want to do is something that I know at the end of the day, I've I've made a difference in someone's life. And I know that's really cliche, but how can I make someone's tomorrow better Mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. And so I think at the end of the day, I really wanted this kind of this track that I've taken. I've always wanted to get into public sector at some point in my life. Nonprofit work was very rewarding, but as you know, the pay is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you started working for the government. Well, wow. <laughs> smart move there. Yes. And um, and then, you know, through from nonprofit work, I then went into private sector, which, right. you know, you can make good money. Yeah. But, you know, is that really meaningful, impactful work that you're doing? Just depends on who you're working for. Right. And I unfortunately got a lot of experience in that private sector, but felt like I need, you know, I'm getting older. I, I really want to leave a mark, some type of legacy in terms of the work mm-hmm. that I do. And so I said, hey, I want to get I want to get into government. That's probably the only sector that I haven't right. broached yet, <laughs> uh, besides nonprofit and the public and the private sector, and just applied to a bunch of jobs yeah. for Fairfax County, which I've heard it's very difficult. 
to get into Fairfax County, not just the federal government, yeah, yeah. but just Fairfax County. And just sent, you know, a lot of uh, applications out and was um, fortunate enough to get a position within Neighborhood and Community Services, mm-hmm. which I can honestly say has been such a, a rewarding yeah. experience for me. Definitely one of the uh, the best agencies yeah. um, out there. You're getting to see that that impact. Absolutely. That, that, that need is being filled. Absolutely. Yeah. Through my colleagues who work at our various community centers, rec centers, and senior centers, um, the work that uh, my colleague who works with our uh, faith community and houses of worship, the work that's being done there, having an impact, um, the work that we are having on children and youth. Mm-hmm. So there's just so there's so much good work happening um, that's coming out of our agency, mm-hmm. um, as well as other human services agencies in the county. I don't want to just uh, say that other human services agencies are not doing great work, but I know just speaking from an NCS employee, sure. we really do really great and impactful work. Right. Um, any advice uh, you could give to a listener right now who's thinking, well, you know, I I I had planned my yearly, you know, drop off of you know canned goods at the at the food food bank, uh, but now I'm kind of really rethinking what I should do. I- any advice for that person listening right now about what they should do coming into the holiday, but but generally all year round? You know, what what would you advise? My first thing, and I just want to preface that. I don't want to strip the desire to give from our donors, but more so just have them think a little differently in terms of impact. Um, and so my first suggestion would be to call your local nonprofit. Oftentimes, people, good intentions, uh, sometimes the impact um, does not always match the intention. And oftentimes, donors will donate things that uh, a nonprofit may not necessarily need. Mm. Lots of communities have different, have varying needs. Uh, a lot of nonprofits see varying types of clients, and so the best suggestion I have is to just call them and ask them, you know, what did it, what is it that you need? And then once you get that information, follow through with it. Mm. Oftentimes, I've heard from our nonprofit partners that donors will call. Nonprofits will tell them, "This is what we need." And then they get something completely different. Mm. So just to follow through with what it is that the nonprofits are stating that they need. Um, And if you want to know where your local food pantries are, I would suggest going to our Fairfax County website and going to the Human Services Resource Guide, which you can find at www.fairfaxcounty.gov backslash h. HSRG. Okay. And you can just kind of type in your zip code, you can type in food, and it'll give you a list of local nonprofits um, that provide food assistance in your area. Okay. I know often during uh, emergencies, um, our emergency uh, management office always talks about cash is king. It's best during an emergencies when you're trying to support folks that have lost things. It's always best to give cash uh, to the nonprofits so that they can put it best where they have that need at the moment. Is cash or checks or those monetary donations to food banks and other organizations that you're dealing with, is that is that a good idea or is it more about actually buying the, the food items that they're, they're in need of? Or is it a mixture? I'm going to say C, all the above. Okay. I think it's a mixture. And I think it also depends on that specific yeah. nonprofit in terms of what Right, what, what, they what, need. what they can take. And exactly. that's the reason you're suggesting call them. Just call find them. out what they 
what they need, exactly. what they can take, and what they what they can use. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm amazed. Our time has just flown by. We've only got about a minute or so left. Uh, I, I want to make sure we, we cover the topic fully. Anything that I have overlooked and neglected to ask, anything you want to, um, to share with our listeners right now about the importance of, of giving and, and kind of the work you're doing in this area? Yeah. Um, again, I would, I would call your local nonprofit to identify what that need is, and again, to follow through to make sure that, you know, you're actually giving the very thing that they need. Oftentimes, nonprofits will get an inventory of things that unfortunately sit idle, and that does a disservice to the nonprofit. It does a disservice to the clients in need. So I think that approach is kind of two-pronged when we're thinking about impact, not necessarily just the clients that we're serving, but also think about our nonprofits Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I would also stress when you call them for donations, also ask about volunteer opportunities. Mm -hmm. If there are specific opportunities for you, you know, if you have a various group, if your family wants to do something, uh, I would ask uh, for you to call them and find out what volunteer opportunities are available, not just during November and December, but through the rest of the year. And that way you can kind of plan ahead and know that, oh, in April, they're, you know, they're having this food drive and they're going to need volunteers. So I can just kind of mark that on my calendar. Right. So, e- yeah. Excellent points. And I want to reiterate what you said a minute ago, not not trying to strip the desire to give during the holiday season. We want you to give. We need you to give during the holiday season. But also remember January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a 24 7 365 needs exactly we always say that hunger does not take a vacation yes and it doesn't yeah and again i mentioned that resource uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash hsrg correct it's the human uh, human services resource guide correct you can find that online uh, find all kind of uh, agencies that are in our community helping doing good Uh, you can find one locally just put in your zip code Mm -hmm. and uh, and find what you need. Don, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jim, for having me. I appreciate the absolutely, time. Absolutely. Good information, important information uh, to think about now during the holiday. But uh, go back in uh, March and re-listen to this one again and just say, oh, okay, let me uh, call that uh, local food pantry or nonprofit and see what they need. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the County Conversation. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.